I'm sure that on Wednesday afternoon we were all shocked by what we saw in the news to see the U.S. Capitol stormed by rioters who uh, essentially shut down Congress, at least for a time. Uh, it, was, it, was a, it was a horrible sight. And as I was trying to make sense of what I saw and what, if anything, I was going to say here, I was uh, reminded of, a, of an article I came across back in early December. Uh, it was an opinion piece on Yahoo News, and it was titled, God Help Us, We Are Losing Our Religion and Filling the Void with Politics. So the article began by talking about something that's been well-documented, the uh, increasing secularization of America. And he cited some study that said that 20 years ago, 70% of Americans belonged to um, a church, a synagogue, a mosque. Today, that number is about 50%. But as the article's title suggests, when people grow more secular, they don't stop looking for transcendent meaning and purpose. They just look for it elsewhere. And many are seeking it in politics. When we make a religion out of politics, we begin to believe that our fundamental identity is tied up in our political affiliation. When we make politics the end-all, be-all of our life, in extreme cases, we can see our, our ultimate purpose tied up in it. When we make it the end-all, be-all, when our side loses, uh, it can take on an exponentially uh, greater gravity. Now, I mean, I, I do want to be clear. There are absolutely were other factors at play behind what happened on Capitol Hill on Wednesday. However, perhaps at least part of the reason why our politics have gotten so intense and polarized is that far too many of us have made a religion out of politics, seeing our fundamental identity and our ultimate purpose tied up in our political activity. The good news is that the feast we celebrate today, the, the baptism of our Lord, it points us towards our true identity and our true purpose in life. You know, in our gospel, we see the Baptist, John the Baptist, baptizes Jesus in the River Jordan. Jesus goes to be baptized not because he needs to be sanctified or cleansed. Uh, he's already God, so he's all holy, and he has no need to be cleansed of anything. When Jesus descends into the waters of the Jordan, he sanctifies the waters of baptism. Jesus institutes or establishes this sacrament of baptism. What is a sacrament? Very simply, it's an efficacious sign instituted by Christ and entrusted to the church that manifests grace. And when we are baptized, most of us were infants, and the priest or deacon pours water three times over our, our head, and invokes the Holy Trinity, says, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That's the efficacious sign, if you will. But what we don't see is the grace that this efficacious sign manifests. For when we are baptized, something very real and profound changes. The Holy Spirit descends upon us, giving us a share in the very life of the Holy Trinity. And we become the adopted sons and daughters of our God. When Jesus was baptized and came up out of the water, God the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. At our baptism, God the Father proclaimed the same about us. 
this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter with whom I am well pleased. God is well pleased with us, not because of anything we have done. Remember, most of us are infants when we're baptized. We're not really capable of doing much. God is well pleased with us because who we are, his children, his adopted sons or daughters in Christ. This is our fundamental identity. We are children of God the Father. Baptism also points us towards our ultimate purpose in life. Um, Baptism is the beginning of a pilgrimage towards our true homeland of heaven. Our purpose is uh, to be in this intimate and unceasing union with God, an intimate and unceasing union that begins here and reaches its completion in the next life. I mean, our purpose is to be saints. Baptism, it shows us our true identity. It shows us our true purpose. And we need to order our life according to this true identity and true purpose. That means we need to be men and women of prayer. Because prayer disposes us, uh, prayer helps us to enter into, prayer is entering into conversation with God, furthers our relationship with him. It disposes us to receive the sacraments well. And then, of course, we need to try to order our life according to God's will, to what he's commanded. And it's out of ordering our life according to this true identity and this true purpose that our political activity ought to flow. Uh, and really, I think this, this happens in three ways, or at least three. First, you know, if we are trying to live this identity and, and strive towards this purpose, then when we engage in political activity, whether that means voting or discussing or, you know, if, we, if anyone here eventually becomes a politician and you are actually engaging in the day-to-day of politics, it means that we must First and foremost, treat others with respect. What are the two great commandments? To love God with all our heart, mind, and soul, and our neighbor as ourselves. So we need to treat others with respect, with charity. That means that unless there's a good reason otherwise, we need to give them the benefit of the doubt, not ascribe bad motives to people we disagree with just because they're our political opponents. Now, secondly, the stances or issues that we take, uh, stances we take on issues in politics flows out of this as well. There are, of course, political issues that are kind of prudential and Catholics of goodwill can agree to disagree. Then there are those issues that we can't agree to disagree. You know, I think the obvious example is the sanctity of human life, the, the pro-life cause. Um, that's, that's not a negotiable one. You know, we, we ought to in our political action work for the protection of all human life, that right to life that is the most fundamental of, of rights. And then finally, it, it helps us keep the proper perspective on politics. You know, politics is a good thing, it's a necessary thing, but it's not the end all be all. The very best that politics can do in this life is create an imperfectly just society because we're fallen creatures in a fallen world, and we aren't going to create heaven on earth by our political activity, no matter how hard we try. In fact, the people who try to do that, history shows it, it often backfires. You know, that, that was Marx's idea, Karl Marx. He wanted to create a utopia, a worker's paradise on earth, and his ideas produced some of the most brutal dictatorships the world has ever seen. 
But we do know that this life is an earthly pilgrimage towards a place that is perfectly just, where there is no sin or suffering or evil of every kind, where the kingdom of God exists in its fullness, heaven. This is our true homeland. This is the ultimate purpose and goal of our life that we need to strive for. You know, I know 2020 was a hard year, and none of us know what challenges 2021 holds. Yet we know, we do know that Jesus will be with us. We do know that through baptism, we have been given our fundamental and true identity and purpose. So we ought to strive to order our lives towards this simple reality that we are the children of our Heavenly Father, we are destined for heaven, and we have this mission to bring the love of Christ uh, to others.